You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You better 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening ashe. to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good. Morning, African world. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. I'm your host, Brother Oshi, Baba Oshi, whichever. <laughs> Hope everything is well with you, family. Hope you have a great day. Hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that weather will be accommodating for you to do it, but of course, if it is not, and it has to get done. It must be done. It will get done because you will do it. That's right. That's why we love you. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, right to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that, and the drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. If you want to use a shortcut, you just go to whatever the search engine you use, you know, Google, Google Chrome, Firefox, Internet Explorer. I don't know, but you know. Hey, you can use the BB Atumi. You can use Black Talk Radio Network. And you go to, of course, even Time for an Awakening. And you put in the search babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net. And there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program, of course, is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. All times are going to give our Eastern times. On Tuesdays, uh, what, did, what did Brother Alfonso say it's going to start? Next month. Uh, yeah, March on a Tuesday. Anyway, I apologize. But uh, it will happen. Black Reality Think Tank would host... Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers and we're working on the memorial for Dr. Rogers that is going to happen on his birthday which is a few months from now so and you will be comprised of that when all the details are worked out for Dr. Rogers if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern it's time for an awakening family time for an awakening with brother Elliot and brother Richard on Saturday from 7 to 9 the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Other programming we have here on time for an awakening. We by Black. No, not on time for an awakening. On this program. These are, the, these are my announcements that I, that I make, and I know. I do take up some time, but also, too, I, I believe, you know, everyone that I make an announcement of, I believe, you know, that the company, the, the organization, the product is something that we should all support. Excuse me, family, that we should all support. Um, you know, of course, We Buy Black. We Buy Black is trying to develop a supermarket here in the Atlanta area. They're asking for you to go on the website, webuyblack.com, and talk about how you can do that. But if you go on the website, you'll see all the products that are produced by us. Get everything you need from American African owned. It is the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses so that you can get everything you need from us. Okay? We Buy Black. Uh, Africa for the Africans. Brother Bamani Tahimba, if you go to the website, man, you'll see uh, the tours that he's offering upcoming. Uh, it's 29th of next month to April 9th, going to Senegal and Gambia. Then May 24th to June 5th to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th to Rwanda. November 16th through the 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azinia. March 29th 
of course, if you heard that Azenia, that's the real name or the actual name that people call it in South Africa. Okay, <laughs> South the you the, the the South the Afrikaners the Caucasians they call it South Africa. No, it's Azenia. May 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. So those are some of the trips that are upcoming. I'm quite sure there may be some others. But brothers and sisters, everything you need is on the website for you to take a trip of a lifetime. Even if you're not going with Brother Bomani, you can um, get those papers that'll tell you what you what is necessary for you to make the trip, uh, shots that you may need, visas that you may need, other documentation that you may need, of course. So... And also, too, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007 Africa for the Africans.org. Habibi Atumi. No, excuse me, Habibi Atumi. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated.org. Habasha. Brothers and sisters, they are doing the work here in the Atlanta area. The programs that they have, Habashaw Works, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs. And um, they're doing the work in, on, on the continent with the Kashi Project. Great pictures, brothers and sisters. Go to HabashawIncorporated.org and see for yourself. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. The Ledge Group, they have 12 projects in seven in six countries on the continent, 170 um, employed and to over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group. In fact, if you become a member of the Ledge Group, you have the opportunity to buy land in Tanzania. You might buy a piece of land that says, gives you a beautiful view of Mount Kilimanjaro or land that you overlook the Serengeti. I don't know, but check it out. Okay, the Ledge Group. You know, they deal with the main things that are necessary for human development, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Ledge Group. Abibiatumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibiatumi dot com. They have the Kemenet New Community University going on. They have some beautiful uh, projects that they announced. I mean, beautiful. Uh, in Ghana. So, brothers and sisters, go to a b i b i t u m i dot com, a beautiful abibiatumi dot com. They have great projects, um, language projects. You can learn Kiswahili. You can learn the Medu Nature. You can learn Tree, which is Ifa Yoruba. I mean the Akan, all kind of good stuff, brothers and sisters. You know, uh, language courses. Yeah. BP48. So check it out, check it out. BB2Me.com. Uh, Smile Pharmacy. Smile Pharmacy. S M A I F A R M A C Y. Smile Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at Smile Pharmacy. Uh, he has, in fact, like I said, if you are going to do a program for you, he's the one that can help you put together something from a health standpoint, okay? In total wellness. Give him a call at 770-765-7751. That's 770-765-7751. 
Smy Pharmacy. If you want to contact him by email, contact him at smypharmacy at gmail. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Okay. The Moses West Foundation and the Jackson Water Rescue Program in effect right now. You know, he has a water machine that he retooled. And, and of course, the issue of water family, there is no issue. I mean, yeah, of course, there is an issue in terms of access to water. But there is no issue, even uh, though there's global warming. And some lakes are drying up. Some rivers are drying up globally. But this brother has created the atmospheric water-generating machine. A W G, and if they are mass produced and placed where waters like, you know, I, I met a brother from Eritrea, East Africa, and of course, Eritrea, Somalia, um, Djibouti, all of them have been suffering in East Africa for many years with issues of water, you know, and other parts of Africa, and other and truly other parts of the world. Water is a necessity for human beings. It's not something that can be commodified like what they tried to do in uh, Flint when uh, Brother Moses West brought the water machine to Flint, had to shut it down. And he took that machine, retooled it, and now it's in Jackson, Mississippi. And it is doing what it's supposed to do because it can do it once you put it down. No electricity necessary because it runs on solar. It runs on solar. It's self-contained. And it does it 24-7, 365. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Contact brothers and sisters. Go to the MosesWestFoundation.org and make your donations. And make your word, you know, make your, your, your uh, opinions and so forth known. <laughs> Without us, Healthy Market and Juice Bar located on Ralph David Abernathy in the West End, across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Without us, Healthy Market and Juice Bar, they have a lot of health care products and so forth, delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and all kind of good stuff. Without us. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia, uh, we're gearing up for my presentation. Me and Brother Olu, young man who I have worked with, who I'm a Jagna for. We're going to do a presentation on the 23rd. Then on the 24th, I just talked to Jomoke Ifanteo. We're going to do a Encobra presentation on the 24th on reparations. Looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to that. You know, and of course, now I got every Monday, every, excuse me, every first Monday. I hope you enjoy the conversation with the new with the Pan-African Federalist Movement because we're really going to put a lot of energy into that because that family is our salvation. No, brother, oh, she is Jesus. No, it ain't no damn Jesus. <laughs> our salvation is unity. <laughs> it's our, and, and, and a free and independent and sovereign African land. That's what it is. For real. Well, I wish, I, I wish we knew that more collectively. Anyway, the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263 for the books and postcards, greeting cards, uh, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, all the great things that she has at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. 
the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia with Brother Kazim De Ajamu. And of course, he has the Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar in Lithonia, uh, which is east of here off of I, off um, exit 74. Drive up a bit, make that left there, and head down Main Street of Lithonia. And you'll see it on the left, the um, Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. Or give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. And then jump back on I-20. Go east again. The next exit up, exit 75, is Turner Hill Road. Exit um, 75, Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Three lights. Make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market where I went stopped by my good brother, Afroletics. Uh, shop and man he has a whole array of African centered sportswear and stuff that you you wouldn't believe it it's just beautiful all kinds the Dogon Seas, Marcus Garvey, the Moors, Omex, the Zulus man Harriet Tudman it's great (laughs) yeah Us Lifting Us Us Lifting Us is our guest today so we're going to save Us Lifting Us but of course they have their Thursday night broadcast tomorrow night, and they'll talk about what they'll be talking about there. But more importantly, the programs that us lifting us are offering and how we can get involved to make this thing a reality, brothers and sisters. There's, to me, there's no doubt that the us lifting us, the idea, the collective idea, is the economic arm of our struggle that we need to embrace. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, located in Macon, Georgia, that. Tw- 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia, open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Brother Abija Changa. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, located at Booth 225. For more information, give my good sister Shelly Harmon set a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And, of course, my good sister Gabby, Gabrielle Aurelia. The work that she's doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti, up in the hills, working with those beautiful young children in education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Check out for yourself. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. All right, family. Baba Baruti. And Mama and Yah, they're having the complementarity conference coming up, coming up soon. I don't, I'm not sure when, but uh, you will know. And of course, next month, uh, he will be on the, he'll be on the program together with me, and uh, we'll have some great fun. Hey, I don't know if you've noticed this. Have you ever been on uh, Facebook? You know. And 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 a lot of times when you want to, you leave something, you know, then you go back to check it, and it's not there. You know. You know, you, you left something and go back to check it, and it's not there. Man, any, anyway, 
So, <laughs> Baba Rudy, you can, if you want to donate to the school, Occupant Institute. And I know if you're like me, you donate old school, but even me, I had to go to PayPal or Cash App. So if you use PayPal, go to yabarudi at yahoo.com. PayPal, yabarudi at yahoo.com. If you use Cash App, dollar sign, yah, Y-A-A-M, the letter M, then Baruti, B-R-U-T-I. Also, too, if you want to buy the books that Baba Baruti keeps making, <laughs> he has another book coming out, family. Brothers Prolific, you know, coming out soon at com. Go to com for the books that Baba Baruti produces. But, of course, he produces the Inya Sassim, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought so we're gonna go to one right now and that is February 7th February 7th it is a people's culture their shared creativities and struggles has they evolved over time I remember I'm big big opponent of culture because that's what we're fighting against. Ain't there's no such thing as race. The white race, the black race, the yellow. There's no damn thing as race. It's cultures. And and Europeans impose their culture on us. Our problem in their culture. We need to ask who are we? And how we behave. So it is a people's culture, their shared creativities and struggles as they evolve over time and space that defines their essence. Culture is the tie that binds. If there is no shared culture, there is no group, no unity, no solidarity. This is why the engine of a group oppression is always cultural genocide. And that's what they have been exercising on us for a long time. And that's why many of us even though we're alienated from the dominant culture and we create subcultures, the bottom line is we behave in a manner and in a way that is very problematic for us. Baba Rudy says, one fundamentally, one fundamental culturally reinforced lesson we need to grasp is that of nature of struggle. The nature of any struggle is pain. There is no way around it. One does not exist without the other. However, the goal of all meaningful struggle is to prepare individuals within groups to overcome any greater pain in pursuit of self-determination. For pain is not the enemy. It is the teacher. Only through the struggle with pain are warriors tempered to remove the enemy from within and without. Affirm, an African culture is my immune system. I say, affirm, African culture is my immune system. Remember, brothers and sisters, it's cultures. That's what it is. All right. And then the last one today, February 8th. It's the love of justice that strengthens the soul. African proverb. Anger over dishonesty in others and self and the conditions people find themselves in as well as the need to bring about justice is a natural quality found very early among these children who have had a great potential to be serious workers, leaders among their generations. Being committed 
to our cause in the face of seemingly overwhelming odds requires this type of personality. Looking out for and nurturing this quality among those of our children where it is most apparent makes sense to a community of people who are working to intergenerationally, intergenerationally create a better class of warriors to carry on the struggle for independence. It is an honorable tradition of progressive nation building to establish and continuously replenish a priesthood of warriors healers who see it as their personal duty to bring justice to African people first. I say, affirm, my soul is strengthened through my love of justice. I say, my soul is strengthened through my love of justice. Brothers and sisters, the in Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Uh, I believe my guest is here. Hey, Baba, is that you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my brothers and sisters, welcome to. Yes, my good brother, Baba. How you been, man? I've been well, man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Baba Akima of the Us Lifting Us Economic Development Cooperative for Our People in the spirit of Ujamaa, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. I always use that line, because that's a good line. Ashay. Family-centered. Family-centered economics. So what's been happening with the Us Lifting Us? How have things been going? And also, too, Baba, um, I know the conference is coming up next month. Ashay. You know, yeah. and I want to get you on to talk about the conference so we can get some energy uh, um, built up for the conference. Um, will there be only um, Zoom, or will it be a meeting place, some interpersonal? So, what's 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 happening with the conference? Yeah, it's it's only going to be virtual. Okay, again. <clears throat> yeah, okay. hopefully next year we'll we'll get back to face to face and virtual. We probably going to for for the you know, have it uh, both ways. Sure, sure. You maximize, yeah. you maximize attendance and, and right. participation. No doubt that's about right. it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the virtual piece is something that's going to probably be ongoing for a lot of them, but also, too, uh, there's nothing like face-to-face. And, and so, no, you can't, you, you, you can't beat it. And, right. and you, you suffer when you don't have it. Yep. Yeah. Because you know, a lot yeah. of ideas are shared that way where people can actually, because sometimes there's some good positive strong discussions that are outside the formal uh, uh time of activity you know yeah. that that uh, is being offered so, so yeah, yeah. yeah so we're going to talk more now, about that in uh, as it approaches okay. you know but we're going to talk today about us lifting us and and some of the things that the the board has uh uh created and 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 where we are with us lifting us and its membership and and the things that we need to do i know you know, we, uh, we, we, I still believe we still need to have economic ventures, you know, that we offer our people, you know, uh, such as what we tried to do with the uh, cafe, which unfortunately didn't. Because, I mean, I came in, us, I, I personally came into Us Lifting Us even before I moved here eight years ago. So it's been yeah. about 10 years I've been in Us Lifting Us. And the idea was to develop a Ulu Mall. You know, much like what the um, uh, what you call them all the uh, New Black Wall Street, 
has been created. Ashe. You know, Ashe. but the only thing about even New Black Wall Street, Baba, you know, uh, they here's, here's my opinion. I wish okay. they would have had the finances to complete the project before it opened. You know, mm. so they could have advertised not just in the metropolitan area of Atlanta, but regionally, Tennessee, you know, uh, Carolinas, Mississippi, you know, really draw some people in it all. Because, it, it, I mean, it's it potentially it was, but because they didn't, you know, there's a lot of stores that have closed, a lot mm. of entities that are closed. You know, the, the, yeah. they, they didn't even have... They couldn't even do the supermarket. They made that now into a food court, and there's only a few vendors up in, up in there. So, yeah. you know, I know a few people are doing okay, you know, but uh, was, I mean, even when I did a presentation uh, at Kwanzaa, you know, uh, went back there and just <laughs> seemed like there are a few more stores of clothes. I don't know, man. I'm praying yeah. for it and I support it. I love the new Black Wall Street because it's the same idea we have with us lifting us to create, you know, a, a shopping mall that is run by us as a collective. See, it's different at the new Black Wall Street. Those are individuals, and that's why they're right. closing, you know. Cause, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I during the Kwanzaa season, I had my first trip there, and impressive, but at the same time, as you as you indicate, um, needing more support. Uh, and, uh, of course, the difference between uh, the new Wall Street uh, marketplace, or mall as it's called, and the vision of the Ulu Mart, the, the mart would have been owned by a collective, mm-hmm. uh, all of Ulu members globally, and, uh, and would have been managed cooperatively. You know, there's a this brother that's a multimillionaire who's, I'm sure, losing money at this point. It probably um, it's, it doesn't phase him, but it's not the same as if the people knew that they owned it, right? And that if it was successful, it would benefit themselves and their family and, and future generations. Mm-hmm. It's it's a difference, but Ulu. Um, we're doing uh, well coming out of, as you indicated, the blow of the closure of Cafe Ulu and then the uh, pandemic uh, mm, that yes, uh, right. kept us from from coming together and continuing the work uh, that we had scheduled. You may remember our convention in March of, um, I guess it was 2000, uh, we had people flying in from around the country right. uh, to Atlanta. We, yeah, we had to cancel it. <laughs> we had to cancel it. Yeah. yeah the college campuses closed That's and right. announced the closure the day before That's our right. schedule That's right. our convention. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, coming out of that, um, there was an intervention uh, of an attorney, and it was good uh, that that intervention took place. Uh, the brother is um, Clark Millinitial R. Arrington out of um, out of Philadelphia, <clears throat> and uh, if you Google him, you'll see that um, without question, he's the number one black attorney in America dealing with cooperatives. 
And so he intervened and basically showed us a better way of building that was actually safer. We were building in such a way that uh, at a point the regulators could have stepped in and, you know, and uh, pretty much, you know, uh, shut us down. uh, Shut us down. Mm -hmm. And so he uh, made reference to the Garvey experience uh, in terms of the regulators stepping in. And uh, we we could have been headed in that same direction. But I was recently informed uh, that there's a chapter, and I've got to go back and check it out. There's a chapter in Blueprint for Black Power dealing with investment clubs. And uh, But anyway, the attorney showed us that we could uh, build an investment powerhouse to do the things we needed to do by focusing on small investment clubs rather than Ulu being an investment uh, company, so to speak. So with the intervention of uh, Attorney Clark, uh, and he spoke, he was the, well, I guess he was the keynote at our last uh, convention in March of last year. Okay. And um, since then, we've created a nonprofit mothership uh, the LLC is still in place, and currently we're building out the structure that was envisioned uh, by the attorney and uh, other consultants. Uh, we're currently uh, focusing on Atlanta to build uh, what we call Ulu-based communities and house in each uh, Ulu-based community will be an investment club. We call it a FIC, Finance and Investment Caucus. But we want to build a network of investment clubs that follow the uh, securities and exchange guidelines for investment clubs so we can be safe and pool money that way. And then okay. the investment clubs invest in ULU. Okay. Uh, yeah. There, there is uh, the regulators. They're really smart. <clears throat> You know, our, our adversary, there are only three ways that you can really invest uh, and do it massively. The first way is to be a qualified investor, that the individual who wants to invest be a qualified investor. That's a multimillionaire. So the, the, uh, the regulators say, well, a multimillionaire, you know, if he invests and he loses, no, no skin off nobody's teeth, you know, whatever. And then the other way is to investment companies, the Merrill Lynch, the, uh, you know, the, the typical investment companies where individuals, uh, can invest in IBM or General Motors through an investment company. Mm-hmm. And so the notion is that, that the investment company is registered. It has a, a, a staff of professionals and guidelines from the government so that the individual, the little person, you know, supposedly is is held harmless, is safe, mm-hmm. in other words. And then the other, the third way is through investment clubs. And so now we're looking at uh, that third way and beginning to build on that um, premise. And the goal is to have thousands of small investment clubs, mm-hmm. pool, pooling money at the local level, 
and put it into a global investment fund that we can do the, the things that we you mentioned earlier, the Ulamark and other things. Um, so the, the real goal always of Ulu has not necessarily been the businesses themselves, but the infrastructure uh, that will allow us to build business after business after business. Okay. In other words, uh, the capacity. There's a saying, and of course we all know it, is um, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Right. And uh, But the question from a, a, a brother or sister who's concerned about self-determination, the question is what does it take to raise the village? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ulu comes into creation and into being as a way of answering the question, what does it take to raise the village? And so more important than the individual businesses that we form and profit from in terms of jobs, uh, needed goods and services, and hopefully a surplus, the, uh, the test is can we build the infrastructure and maintain the infrastructure? Uh, some people say that Henry Ford invented the automobile, uh-huh. whether that's true or not. Right, because he didn't. But, he did. but, yeah. But the thing that made Henry Ford or whoever else uh-huh. uh, that proliferated uh, automobile or, or, or the horseless carriage was the assembly line. That's right. See, so we in the African community, African African centered community, the black community, um, we've got we've got to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Even in our name, us lifting us. The question is then, how are you going to do that? By what method? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By what machinery will you lift our people? The desire to be lifted is already instilled in us. But what's the mechanics? What's the mechanism? What's the machinery? of that lift. So we're heavily involved more so than in the past in perfecting the machinery and building it out. Mm-hmm. And um, the primary building block is is the family. You mentioned that earlier in right. terms of, yeah. And so the, the extended family in Ulu is called the Ulu-based community. That's the local chapter. And so those local chapters are concerned with three basic things. is building community among Ulu members. And then the second is building community among Ulu members and the rest of the community. I mean, in every community, uh, you could possibly, uh, this is, was, is probably the case. If there's anything that needs to be done, if you look around, there's already somebody trying to do it. And, uh, our instinct should not be to be be the uh, stewards of every effort. Mm-hmm. Our, our first instinct is who is already doing it and how can we help them. Exactly. So the, I like yeah, that. So, yeah. So the uh, second task of the Ulu-based communities is to learn uh, the assets of, of our own community and find new and creative ways of supporting those and in and integrating them 
into the machinery of economic self-determination. And then the third thing is, of course, bringing on new business enterprises, pooling our monies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, looking at ideas and business plans uh, in creating new businesses, acquiring old businesses, and then partnering with some existing uh, businesses that uh, may be individually owned but who are up to selling a portion of their business. And so so that's where we are, just focusing on the infrastructure. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that uh, some people, uh, because here in, we're, we're in America and the ideas of, of cooperatives have not really been grasped because of capitalism. You know, yeah. people are just, you know, I'm going to build me a store, I'm going to build me a business and, my neighborhood as opposed to looking at you know if we all come together and, and, and pool our resources we could build a bigger business a better business a business yeah. that could service more people and have other people join in on it and benefit from that business and then expand that business because we're a collective you know I say. but uh, I say. I say. You know. yeah 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 so, you know, everything's in order. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the 60s, we used to say everything is everything. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, the the beautiful thing is that uh, we have a, a short video on our website, and I want to encourage uh, our listeners to go there, um, usliftingus.com. Mm-hmm. And middle ways to pay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Millaway's the page. There's a, a a short seventeen, I think it's about seventeen minute video, and the title is a serious question for you. Okay. And the question the question is, do you think we should control the economics of our own community? And I dare say, more than fifty percent of our people would answer emphatically yes, yes. to that question. Yes, I, I would agree. I, I I agree that they would do that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the onus is upon you and I and our listening audience, mm-hmm. the brothers and sisters who are uh, of the mindset of being sovereign and self-determined, it's up to us to build the machinery and put the institutions in place for the brothers and sisters who would say yes, but have no no idea of how to how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those of us who have some ideas of how to make it happen, uh, we just need to put the machinery in place and connect the individually owned black owned businesses into a network that uh, has the, the the greater potential of, of uplifting our community mm-hmm. uh, because the, these, these black owned enterprises, uh, they're going to be out there and uh, and we need to support them. But I think through looking at history, we know that the ownership or black-owned businesses and our support of those businesses is not enough. Right. It's necessary, but it's not enough. So what is the the missing element? The missing element is a family-centered, cooperatively, group-owned, conglomerate, of business enterprises, small, medium, and large, that integrates into the uh, the economic mix, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and that gives stability to the to to the community. You don't stamp out the individually owned black owned uh, businesses. Right. You you create an environment where they can even do better because the community has uh, grabbed onto and are holding onto anchors uh, of uh, of what we would say would be a self determined local community. Um, so um, one of the things I I want to uh, suggest that, um, and and you you needed to say something. There's some some feedback. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Good enough. You know, it's it's said, and we've we've said it a long time that uh, for Africans in America, that more than a trillion dollars a year flows through our fingers. Some say one point three, some say one point six, and the other people say it's all of them. All an illusion. <laughs> I'm not sure where it is. I'm going to tell you but, this. I, my contention is the latter. <laughs> so, but but I, I, there is some flow mm-hmm. of, of economic um, uh, resources that do flow through us. I know, for instance, uh, the most million dollars that we collect on Sunday and deposit in white right. institutions on on Monday is real, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's there. Yes. But, but let's say that, uh, for the sake of the point that we are trying to make, let's say that in fact, a trillion dollars a year flow through the hands of Africans in the American, in the, in America. Mm-hmm. What if we could build a, an infrastructure, a mechanism that allow for us to capture and redirect just 1% mm-hmm. of the flow and divert it into an investment fund for our communities. 1% yeah. of the flow. Yeah. That's $10 billion a year. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to contrast that <clears throat> with the 1956 Mm-hmm. Five students and a teacher started a small cooperative in Spain. Right. Okay. Right. It's been a while, mm-hmm. 1956, but they didn't just do create a business. They did that, but they created a a a master plan mm-hmm. for creating a network of right. businesses that spread the whole earth globally. They have. Uh, factories and assembly plants in America, in Central and South America, in Europe, in Asia. So in 1956, six people with an idea built out over time an infrastructure. And currently, they do in excess of 16, 17, approaching $20 billion a year. And the vast people of Spain number only about a million people. Mm -hmm. So they are not different than us. What the difference was is that they developed an idea and perfected Mm -hmm. a system around that idea of establishing a network of group-owned enterprises that created jobs, provided needed goods and services, but they own it. Right. And so the profit they create goes into an investment fund 
and to expand. They own the largest supermarket chain in their part of the world. They own housing. Uh, they own banks. Uh, but the, the thing is, is manufacturing. They manufacture washing machines and dryers and machine parts and any number of things. Mm-hmm. We can do that, but we can't do it if the only option is making an appeal to the White House or to the mm-hmm. State House mm-hmm. or to the City Hall. There has to be in the mix a notion. Billy Holiday said it. God bless the child that's got his own. Right. And so that that has to be at the core. Yeah, you fight mm-hmm. against oppression, against maltreatment. And yes, you heal. You lick your wounds. You do whatever you have to do, you know, to to, to face another day. But at the at the base of it all is you got to build and you got to know how to build and you got to perfect your building skills so that as you go, you, your, your, your game is tightened right. and, 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 uh, and, and you get good at it. Because I'll what just you, say, go ahead on. Because what you want to do is you want to build just like we built in Kemet. You, you want yeah. to build for eternity. You want to make sure that the foundation is solid. You want to make sure that people are are, are, are sincere about their commitment to to the uh, co-op, and and everybody does their share. You know, yeah. everybody gives their share, and and, and right. does whatever is necessary to make the co-op self-sustaining and 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 to grow. You know, imagine if we could have these co-ops. And I know we're in America, but really, this concept is a global concept for African people. That's you know, right. it really is. That's- and, and, right, and, and and if we could grasp that, then the the resources that we have on the continent and everywhere else, whether it's in paper money or whether it's in tangible resources, you know, mineral resources and so forth, can can right. be utilized for the benefit of African people. You know, You're right? How long is the Mondragon? Uh, is it still in existence? I imagine that it is. It's, oh, it's. it's, it's, uh, it's Self-perpetuating. Yeah, it's self-perpetuating. It's cooking. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. self-perpetuating. They've created uh, 100,000 jobs for themselves. And see, it's it's a worker cooperative. So the profits, uh, 45% of the profits go back into research and development. Mm -hmm. 45% belongs to the workers. And 10% goes to management. Now, the workers only get 7% of their share of the profits on a yearly basis. So they get their salary, their, their uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what do you call them, uh, benefits. Okay. So you get the salary and your benefits, and you get 7% of your share of the mm-hmm. profits. And then when you decide that you no longer want to be a worker, you retire, you get the rest of it. You you retire multimillionaire. Mm. So be, so they keep the capital working in the business while you're drawing a salary. Mm-hmm. But once you no longer draw a salary from the enterprise, then you draw out your money in a lump sum, or you put it in a pension. You you put it where you already got a pension through uh, through the company. But you do with it what you you and your family want. So. 
this is a, a enterprise that is rich mm-hmm. or wealthy in terms of the corporation, but it's also owned by the workers. And so, uh, you know, the workers and the families of the workers are well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the company is, um, is doing well. Even more substantial than that vast experience, but it's scattered and fragmented, is the economy of northern Italy. And um, so they're dominated by group-owned enterprises as mm-hmm. opposed to individual enterprises. Yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, the Ujama, the word that we use for cooperative economics, yeah. comes about um, through the experience of the Tanzanian people. Ujama uh, in Kiswahili means, um, at least from the standpoint of Jewish Nairi, is familyhood that creates and sustains a community. Okay. So in their model, mm-hmm. they, the cooperatives were 10 families, and they did, uh, they farmed the land, of course, but they did other things as well. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Ulu is a 21st century uh, experiment that the uh, Tanzanians initiated in the 60s during their, you know, the, the heyday of their in- African independent nation. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's it's from the ground up. It's it's from the village up. And um, if we keep that in mind, um, we're going to do well. Uh, just bring the family together and then connect the families and uh, make it uh, like a web or network of mm-hmm. these family groupings and all of them are doing what's necessary in their local community, but they, part of what they do is contribute to a common pool of knowledge, information, inspiration, and and funding. And then when a good idea comes about irrespective of the location, we all see that as a good idea and we fund it. Right. And then we fund another one. It doesn't matter where it's located. Uh, if it meets the basic criteria that it follows our values and ethics, it um, creates jobs, provides needed goods and services, and has a good chance of being profitable. Not all of Ulu business in the future are going to make it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to make it. We're going to be darn sure that that everything that uh, that we can do uh, to launch it is launched correctly, including the um, the services of experts in terms of market analysis. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, space demographics. You know everything about a business plan that would would uh, ensure its success within uh, you know the rams of um, you know there's no one hundred percent guarantee every time. Mm-hmm. Right. There's an example. There's an example that it really illustrates what I'm talking about. J. Paul Getty, an oil man, I guess out of Texas, mm-hmm. was at one point considered the richest man in the world. That's true. And when they looked at, you know, what built his wealth, 
it was oil wells. And the general mm -hmm. uh, assumption was that he had these massive oil wells pumping out these uh, hundreds of barrels of oil a day or a week or whatever the measurement is. But the truth of it is he had many oil wells that never uh, produced a drop of oil. Mm -hmm. He had other oil wells that were moderate producers. And then he had other oil wells that were gigantic producers. But the key to his success is that he had thousands of oil wells. Right. Multitudes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he benefited from the, the average. And so when we, as we build out the Ulu-based communities, the family groupings in Atlanta and then in other cities, we're going to benefit from the 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 combined success of the whole venture, and um, and of course, land acquisition is going to be a part of it. You know, we we can't we can't build and not not uh, focus on land ownership. Mm -hmm. And so our businesses will be in uh, every industry you can think of. Of course, the cafe, when you know, you listen to audience when you mention Cafe Ulu, you know, it was a coffee shop and networking lounge, but right. it focused on single source coffee from the motherland. Mm -hmm. Our primary coffee was from the Cameroons, but we had coffee from Ethiopia, we had coffee from, you know, from D different yeah, Kenya. places yeah mm -hmm. and what we didn't know um well we we learned pretty early as we developed the idea for cafe ulu that coffee is the second most traded commodity in the world oil is number one coffee is number two so we saw ourselves tapping into a global industry that at the base was african as a matter of fact, the Ethiopian plant, uh, the coffee plant, is the mother plant. That's right. it, it all stems from, from right. Ethiopia. It spread throughout the world, and um, but uh, but we're we're not going to only deal with coffee, uh, but we're going to deal with every commodity or every business sector that it makes sense for us to to be involved, and again, small, medium, and large local and global. We can do this. Uh, our failing, uh, to the extent that we can name it a failing, because we've made, the fact that we're still here is a major, major success. <laughs> you know, the yeah. forces, the European yeah. forces, you know, <laughs> with all that was laid on us, you know, no. it's, it's a miracle that we're here, yeah. you know. But one of the things that uh, we must admit that uh, we, to this point, we, we have still left ourselves vulnerable to exploitation and manipulation and, ex and, and, and maltreatment mm -hmm. because we didn't learn from, uh, learn the lesson, uh, right. I think, from nature and from all, all people. You've got to build for self. You've got to build the institutions that allow you to um, uh, to be at the steering, uh, the steering wheel, or the uh, whatever else in a boat that you you you, you the paddle, whatever that allows you to steer um, the activities of your people from where you are to where you want to go, 
And we, when you look at us, you don't see an economic backbone in in mm. Black America. Mm. Now, when you look at <clears throat> when you look at certain other groupings, you begin, to, and it's still small. The European capitalist backbone is, you know, obviously dominant. But you see the East Indians with a, sure. a, a little infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You even see the West Indian brothers and sisters yeah. with a little infrastructure. You see, yeah. you see the Jews with an infrastructure. You yeah. see other groupings. But by and large, our push has been, and we still need to do that. Mm -hmm. But the, the dominant force is our push to get folk to treat us right. That's cool. You got to do that. But you also got to treat yourself right, right. through building the, the structure exactly. in, in your community. Because if, if, if we treat each other right, you know, other communities are depending on us, That particularly that come here. Yeah. Koreans come here depending on us. You talked about the, the, the Indians from India, yeah. the East Indians. They come here depending on us. Now, they also depend upon themselves. If you look at the, the, the area of La uh, Lawrenceville Highway in that area over by Decatur and so forth, there's the, the an, an Indian community there, you know, that uh, promotes and, and drives itself to the uh, Indian people, but I'm quite sure to the other larger community at large. And they have a mall. They yeah. have a mall. They have a mall where there's a a, a sit-down restaurant, a takeout restaurant, a convenience store, a supermarket, a jewelry store, appliances, clothing. They have a mall. And, you know, I haven't been there in, 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 a, in a few years, and I wonder yeah. how they've, uh, uh, you know, survived because of the uh, pandemic. But when I went there prior to that, they were, all the businesses were open. They were happening. The parking lot mm -hmm. was full. It was happening. And then they had other shops around that area, not just in the mall area. Yeah. You know? And and so, you know, yeah. and I'm saying, why can't we? You know, why can't we? You know, everything yeah. that seems that, I mean, like, when I look at other parts, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm still thinking about the new Black Wall Street market, about how mm -hmm. that looks today, today, as opposed to when it first opened a year or so ago and the idea of it, I, I still will say that I wish they would have put the capital in it and found the capital to complete it and then open with everything offered, you know, yeah. and, then, and, and then promoted and pushed right, you know. But I, I, I understand that, but I'm more inclined to be uh, into a collective, into a cooperative you know, yeah. realm, because I believe that's more sustainable for us as African people. Oh, you know, I mean, I looked in Milwaukee back in the uh, 70s into the early 80s. They mm -hmm. built a mall on 6th and Walnut. They had a motor lodge. They had a bowling alley, a, a, a nightclub. They, you know, supermarket. All of this, right. They even had a liquor store. All of it failed, even the liquor store. You know? <laughs> even the liquor store failed. And I ain't talking about a long time. I'm talking about a short amount of time. I've seen yeah. that thing. I've seen the supermarket be chopped up, you know, then other 
uh, because of the building, the construction of the building was sound and good, nice. You know, so they put a lot of other state uh, programs that were in there. The Wisconsin uh, uh, Detention Center was, I mean, all kind of stuff. The, in fact, the Motor Lodge became a Salvation Army place for people who were out on their luck and, and for women and children to, to stay there. You know, I mean, and I'm saying, yeah. you know, <clears throat> the ideas that we have coming together to 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 develop businesses for ourselves, even in Philadelphia. Reverend Dr. Leon Sullivan, he had that mall. I haven't been there. When I went to Philadelphia last time, me and Brother Kwaku went for the uh, Locks Festival, and I didn't get a chance to go there, but I would really like to see it. But what I've been told is that a lot of the businesses there are not ours. Wow. You know? Okay. They're yeah. not ours. And so... There's a thing, and that's why I'm saying I think the model that Ulu presents to our people is a better model if we embrace yeah. it and begin to pull money into it. Because the other thing is you don't have to throw a lot of money into it. There's no big investment thing. You know right. what I'm saying? If we all do it collectively. Because there are a lot of us who really can't afford to, as you know. Exactly. You know, exactly. But, but but you can give something. And maybe uh, what you might be able to give is is some talents that you have. You know, so because exactly. all of it is necessary and appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Well, I'm going to tell exactly. you, Bob, but let's take a break. We come back from the break and we've got a lot of people on the line. Hopefully they want to talk about uh, um, us lifting us and what they can do and, and what kind of vision that they have. Because I know um, the idea that you have that is different, especially talking to the attorney, you know, that if we embrace this, when we embrace, not if. When we embrace this, it'll help establish us lifting us as a model for not just, of course, Atlanta, but for this country and ultimately for the world, particularly on the African continent. Exactly. And, you know. So let's take a break, Baba, and when we come All back, right. we'll have some more conversation. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We're talking with Baba of us lifting us stay with us we'll be right back you are listening to african perspectives with host brother oshi on time for an awakening media part of the black talk radio network for podcasting or live program scheduling hit them up at time for an awakening at gmail.com
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. The Jazz Crusaders, Stump and Buck Dance from 1974. <laughs> yeah. Remember that, yeah, Baba? But- <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the Crusaders, yeah. man, <clears throat> Felder and all them brothers—they still kicking it, man. A few of them, yeah. I know a number of them have passed on, but man, what great music! I never forget when I had yeah. a chance to hear them. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good concert, man. Yeah, I, I listened last night to Street Life. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, Crusader Street Life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But we're going to get back to this conversation, and you can join us by dialing 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. We have a number of you in the queue already, so hit star twice if you want to ask some questions or you have a comment or question or concern. Hit star twice. Other than that, then you can just dial 215-490-9832 to talk to Baba Kima of us, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. On the website, uh, they have the information about the upcoming um, convention, March 10th through the 12th, uh, which is going to be virtual. And um, and the theme is reconnect, recommit, and renew us lifting us annual meeting and convention this year. You know, black control of black wealth and black economics, telling the story of us lifting us and our impact of what it could be. You know, there's no doubt, Baba, in talking with you, in fact, um, uh, talking with Brother Baba, Baba Tony Courtney back in Milwaukee when I first heard about us lifting us, you know, and other brothers and sisters that, that we all know in Milwaukee. You know, then I came here and I was just visiting. I came here and came by your house. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. We had a good sit down and so forth. I went back and, and handed out flyers and constantly promoting and, and how important it, you know, how important us lifting us is to our community. We have a caller. 404-697-404-697. Good afternoon. Greetings, greetings, Baba Osi. Loving the uh, program today, and I said shout out to Baba Hakim of Free the Land. Land. (laughs) And I don't know, um, I I don't know if you gave the introduction about what a great revolutionary freedom fighter we have with Baba Hakima. No, no, I no. Right, no, I didn't. But that's always a great story, and it's always a good story hearing it from. his beautiful wife, Mama Tamu, you know, yeah, and he, her and great his beautiful book. wife, Mama Queen Tamu. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just wanted to say to all the pundits that call and say, we ain't doing nothing, we ain't been doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I said, tune into Baba Oshi show and listen, you got Baba Hakima that's speaking truth and power and, and uh, rising up our people. That's right. So I just, I wanted to say that and I'm agreeing that I'm also a member um, with, I'm also, hello? Go ahead. Go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead. Dear. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a member of Ulu of Ulu also, mm-hmm. and going to get more active. Uh, it's it's very powerful. What 
we're doing what you're doing, and I'm so happy that you you know uh, using this platform to to raise uh, you know let raise consciousness to the people. And so I say that's awesome. And I also wanted to say that um, you know uh, Ulu is, is a great organization. Yes, it is. And and you know there's you know so far as um, the cafe, I I just wanted to say I say to the cafe. I mean, it was something uh, that was very loved by the community mm-hmm. and missed by the community. And y'all did an awesome job. I yeah. mean, we used to have wonderful jam sessions. The community yeah. was coming together. We were doing all kind of powerful Pan-African support for our people. The food was awesome. It was great. It was a great yeah. job. So I just want to say, even if it did close, it was a job well done. And we salute you all. Salute us for... Uh, you know, all that, that great work. I you see. know, and I know we just got more great work. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to recognize the voice. This is Haiba. That's Haiba. Oh, listen at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is your sister. Beautiful, beautiful. This is Haiba. You're me and your wife, we're like best friends, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be and reaching. Yeah, you're I'll, my brother, too. Yeah, I'll be reaching out to you shortly. We, we're building a chapter here in Atlanta we're going to build two. We're going to build one on the east side and one on the west side. But we're going to combine right energies. Huh? I'm going to be right in it. I know you I are. Oh. I I'm, I'm going to be right in there with you. I'm glad you know, we're Beautiful. going to reach out. All right, then. And one last thing I want to say, Baba Oshi, there is a, um, we do have a, a black uh, store here. I mean, we've got a grocery market. There's a, it's a, a, a wonderful fruits and, it's called fruits and veggies, herbs, veggies, oh. herbs and veggies. Okay. And it's an African brother. It's black owned, and the community needs to keep supporting it. It has great. I mean, where are they? Where are they located? Foods, herbs, fresh um, vegetables, and it's right here in the community on Campbellton Road. So we got some. We have some institutions and stores. The one on is it? Is it on Campbellton Road by Delo? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I pass by it all yeah. the time. I'm gonna stop in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We all about it. Yeah, and it's very good too. It's awesome. Yeah, we, we shop we there. We're going to keep doing more. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome story. That brother started with a, a, a vegetable stand on the corner and uh, maybe 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's got mm-hmm. an awesome he's got an awesome store and yeah. herbs and the, uh, you know, the supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, man, when you... Doing the watermelon season, <laughs> you better go there. Is that right? <laughs> that giant watermelon, seeded right? and just delicious. Yeah, okay, man. okay. It's, real, it's, hey, hey, Baba, real watermelons, right? Real yeah. watermelons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Not genetic, okay. just genetically modified. Awesome. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And just an awesome story. Awesome well, I live over this way, so I and I passed by there numerous <laughs> times. I stopped in there a few years ago. You know, and but I'm going to I'm going to make it my business to stop in there and talk to the to the brother and and see how things yeah. are going and and patronize, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. promote it. I say, yeah. before you, my sister. Love All right, brother. All right, peace Take to care. you. All right, we got our good brother, brother uh, from the UK, brother Paul. Brother Paul, are you there? Yes, can you hear me, Baba Ochi? I can hear you very well. You're on the 
on with uh, us lifting us with uh, Baba Akima. Uh, yeah, good, 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 good morning, good afternoon. Um, it's a very interesting program, and I'm glad you brought this uh, type of discipline to the radio. Uh, um, talking about the cooperative, um, you know, your guest mentioned um, a cooperative group. Um, I think uh, out, of, uh, out of the is it the Basque region? Yes. Mount Yes. Mount Dragon, Mount Dragon, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, do you know what? We've got, um, and I think when you were on, um, when you was on Sister Shanisha, Baba Ochi, there was a uh, a, a gentleman called um, Ab- Abraham, yeah? And he's got an organization called the African um, Cooperative, and he's had a cooperative group, in it, and I think he mentioned it to you, and um, if, if you can remember. Okay. And you you made some points about cooperative. Yes. Um, but you know, I I he, he's always talking about this um this Mount Dragon group. He's always using it as an example. The sure. Same way we do too. Just, yeah, we do too. Because it's been highly yeah. successful. It's been in existence since the fifties. You know, you're yeah. talking about seventy years and still going strong. Yeah. Am I right, Baba? Yeah, Bob. Okay. But you see, you see, the thing is, what I'm thinking, right? Um. Uh, to be honest with you, and I have to make a submission here, I've never really looked into the group, um, uh, and I, I have to make that submission. Okay. But I do know a little bit about the Basque area, where they come from and emanate from. I know about that. Okay. Right? And I'm thinking, as your guest has uh, reminded me of that, one of the things with the Basque area, they will seek, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's interesting how your um, guest tie them in with Spain, but the Basque, the Basque region, as I understand it, just like us here in England, the, the, the Basque region is seeking sovereignty away from Spain. Spain. That's right. Uh, and this is important because it's not just about cooperative for business. It's about cooperative for politics, okay? Because they, they are seeking separate identity away from Spain, okay? So, you know, I, 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 you know the point I'm trying to make is this. But this is the point I'm trying to make, yeah? And this is my obs- my own observations, because uh, I see a pattern here. No, Most people with, with intelligence know that uh, the American government, right, um, well, this is my observations, is willing to kill its presidents to meet its objectives. It's willing to go into countries and overthrow countries to meet its objective. They are willing to kill and annihilate people. There's a book called The Economic Hitman. And in that book, that, I forget his name, but he's from America. He explains what they do. They go and they make you an offer. And if you don't accept the offer, they kill you. He tells us that, okay? Now, we see that in America, how the American government and the regime holds down African-Americans, Okay, holds them down, does not want them to um, uh, to to grow, doesn't. It's clear. No one needs to tell me they they don't want them to grow, and they will do anything. Now, thing is, yeah, we get examples how they go. In, we talk about New Wall Street, how they go in and overthrow and kill whole communities of people. You know, you know. I have to be honest, um, Baba Ochi. You know, in modern times, it's hard for me to make comparables to what's going on in America, how governments get away from killing their own people like that, yeah? Just so blatantly. 
um, it, it's very hard for me to make the comparison. So, you know, I listen to your guests, and, and I think what you're saying is right. But the truth of the matter is here, I don't think we can rule out that you have a serious psychopathic um, um, adversary who's mm -hmm. not just willing to challenge you in, on, uh, in a fair field. He's willing just to take you out, kill you, annihilate you just yeah. for the fact that you want to rise up. Yeah. I don't think that can be denied. Right? Well, and one more thing I'm going to say, yeah? Right? Um, you know, some people say we can't keep talking about the problem. Let me tell you my problem with that is that most times we don't really know what the problem is. And most times we don't even tell the truth about the problem. We just pretend that we ain't got a problem, that problem. Okay? You're right. And, you, you, and, and I want to tell you something personal, yeah? And I want to make, and I want to tie it in with what's going on over there. My, my father was in business, yeah? He was a mechanic by trade, car mechanic, car engineer. But he was part of a business consortium. And I remember as a young a young boy, him being very excited about a man in America. I, I didn't really know the, the man's name, but I remember him talking about it a lot, right? Now, one day I was listening to the Carl Nelson show. This is the last five years, yeah? And uh, this man's son came on, on that show, all right? And he said, talked about the Marti, the Marti opera, um, group. Oh, yeah, okay? Marti, yeah. Right, so let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you, yeah? Kim in Bridges. England, right, be, my dad being a part of that business consortium and my mum being a hairdresser and a successful hairdresser with her own business, used to go to America, go to South Africa and all over the place, part of distribution. I actually saw what was happening with that Marta group because what they did, they put a, a logo on some of the distribution. And I remember my dad specifically talking about this man um, trying to globally cre um, create a distribution network, right? Right, yes. And I always wondered why that just died, uh, or why my dad just stopped talking about it, right? But then I realized through the Carl Nelson show, that man was killed. He was assassinated, yes. right? Yes. Right? Yes, he was. And, you know, it was only clear to me when I was listening to the Carl Nelson show, and, and the son came on and explained that before his dad was killed, uh, FBI agent phoned him and spoke to him and then, and said that there is a rogue group within the FBI and his his father what needs to watch out and then next thing you know his father was shot dead. Look, the point I'm making is this: we cannot look. I'm funny from England. I ain't pretending that you know most people who listen to the media know that there's something seriously wrong in America. The way they keep taking out people is seriously wrong, and it's and it, they do it blatantly. So I'm, the point I'm trying to make is the problem isn't only the fact that we're not trying to put these things together. It's just this psychopathic cabal which exists, which really needs to be dealt with. Somehow it needs to be dealt with because they really, not just you in America, they don't want us to rise. No, it's global. It's global. Yeah. So I'm asking your guests, how are we going to deal with that? How are we going to deal with these psychopaths who, who, who you know, they, 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 they're intent. And right now they're in Africa doing the same madness they've been doing for years. Sure. Overthrowing governments, um, sending um, agent provocateurs among people, the same tricks they use with the Black Panthers. They're doing it. Malcolm X said the same thing they do internationally, they do domestically. And that is what's going on. So I need to ask your guests, how do you combat that? Brother, I really appreciate the, the question and the 
the examples that you, you talked about. But yeah, they, the brother that was assassinated uh, with Mata, uh, Ken Bridges was his name. Uh, and that assassination came not too uh, for after he had negotiated a deal that would put him in in a key position in terms of uh, the nutmeg market out of Grenada. So dealing with, with global trade. But uh, what I would answer to our brother in the UK, let's build in the space where we have the ability to build and grow that to also have the capacity that almost any creature in nature has to protect it, is yeah. to advance and protect and promote its will. Yeah. So I don't want us to get stymied at looking at the uh, diabolical nature of certain individuals and cabals in the world and not build. But when we build, know that they are there and build in the capacity to to the extent possible to defend yourself and continue to uh, advance your interests. So, but what you what you're saying is is you know right on point. It's it's real, and I'll just say the sister who called in a little earlier. <clears throat> mentioned my personal background. Um, so I know what you're talking about because in 1971, much the way that Fred Hampton and the Panthers were attacked, the formation that I belonged to was attacked. Uh, Don, uh, 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 early in the morning raid, <clears throat> totally s surrounded a wood frame house in Jackson, Mississippi and just riddle the house with bullets. My wife and I were in the house. We luckily escaped, you know, uh, and ended up with um, a death penalty case uh, in 1970, 72. So I know the diabolical nature of uh, the entity that, that you speak of. Even at that, if if we deserve to live, then we deserve to continue to fight but fight in the context that by really, as you as you point out, really knowing, really knowing the enemy, but build in the capacity uh, to have greater capacity to uh, to defend and protect your interests as we grow. I say, yeah, yeah. But well, brothers, right on point. Brother Paul, a lot of times, a lot, a lot of times, we really don't see when what the uh, journalist. Um, Jacobia, whatever his name is, mm -hmm. when, you know, people came after him with bone saws and chopped him up in pieces. Mm. That's the nature of what we're dealing with. Yeah. And the, and, and, and you know, former OG, can I say to the elder, sure. right, I absolutely are harm, harm heartwarmingly um, satisfied with his answer because I know his answer is honest. His yeah. answer is honest because yeah. sometimes, elder, we're not honest. We we like to pretend. We like to hide things. Yeah. And but you see, I want the elder to um, overstand, and I know he's going to overstand this. You know, with with the access to information, you can research anything, can find anything. No one can hide. So what I'm saying is that 
you know, I really do appreciate your honesty because we have a real adversary. And, you know, I don't mean my, I'm not going to say die for the cause. I'm going to say I want to live for the cause. And the yeah. reality of it is, is that I want to work with honest people because that's where I want to put my fight. But I don't want to work in, you know, I'm 52, right? And I'll be honest with you, a lot of my peers and they've fallen into the trap of, uh, of this, uh, this, this psychopathic nonsense here and the, these deceitful um, sleight of hand tricks these um, devils use. And, for me, I, I don't think that's the way. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest. You got to know your adversaries. And I'm not. I don't mind fighting with them. I don't mind doing what we have to do because we need to do it. Yeah. We absolutely need to do it. And I'm absolutely. So I just say thank you for your honesty. And um, we, we're we're a growing we're a growing intelligence and we're a growing movement. And we will win. Oh yes, yes sir. I say. I say, brother Paul. Thank you, my brother. Love yeah. you, brother. At all. Um, yeah. Oh man, brother Paul is. Sent me so much. In fact, I'm gonna do a program. Hey, brother Paul, I know you're listening. Uh, at the Brooks, but I'm gonna do a program of all the stuff that you sent me. I'm gonna kind of go through it and categorize it and so forth. Because I mean, you've sent me so much good stuff. My David, brother Paul. In fact, we've he's been on with me a couple of times, and he's been on the Carl. He was on the Carl Nelson show. I think this, yeah, Monday, Monday. So, okay. but but you know, Baba, the, to me, I know I did a program. The other day, dealing with um, uh, what the government can do, you know, what it's the weapons that it has developed. You know, I always say, in fact, I did a program on they've always found a better way to kill your ass, you know, and and they have. They've always from the time because the European is violent. He's a very, very violent prone uh, nature. He has because of his evolutionary development. You when you develop in a harsh Real cold and harsh environment, you become selfish and greedy and sex, all of those things. He is that by his nature. And so, therefore, that's why to me, I don't appeal to Caucasians. Damn them. We have to work amongst ourselves. We have to pull our resources and do for ourselves. A lot of us still believe because the Caucasian has fooled us and tricked us with his religion and all these little nice things and his humanitarian bush. No, hell with him. We must do for ourselves. We must come together and pull our resources, you know. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, that's why I believe in what us lifting us is about. Yeah. That's you know, and that's why I'm. That's why I've been very. Uh, that's why I've been very encouraged by a model that has been done and created yeah. that is in existence, saying <clears throat> and showing that it can work. But we also had those models, Baba. We yeah. had those models before anybody. But yet we've been trained not to trust one another, to believe in one another, respect and trust one another, you know, and and, 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 and because this has been beaten into us, this becomes a somewhat of a so-called self-fulfilling prophecy about how we act and how we behave amongst one another. Nobody, Baba, as you know, nobody kills themselves has the way we kill ourselves yeah. in this country yeah. and even other places, thugs yeah. and gangsters, you know, so. <clears throat> But we have a lot of work to do. But to me, developing the Ulu model, getting it off the ground, again, now, I was upset, Bob, and I'm just going to be real with you, with our membership in, 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 uh, with Ulu uh, Cafe, because a lot mm-hmm. of us didn't support it, you know, as you know. Well, well, Osha, that we made a tactical mistake. Okay. We built the cafe before we built the village. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. I see. So, 
So what we're, we're doing this go-round, we're building the Ulu-based communities as the nest out of which businesses are, are, are hatched. Okay. And they can and, be sustained. And then supported. Yeah. So we're not going to put a business in a community and think about is it going to be supported or not. Mm-hmm. So, so we made a, a, a big mistake there. I see. And uh, so, see, because ultimately, <clears throat> a good example, of course, is, um, and I don't know the details, but Guyana, and of course, Guyana's in the news now because they've found uh, oil reserves, massive oil reserves, so everybody's fighting over them. But in the 60s, <clears throat> Guyana had a black government. Right. Revolutionary government. But the East Indians were just quiet in building businesses and building businesses and networks of businesses. And they used their economic power and clout to buy out the uh, political space. So politically now they, they dominate the nation. And so there's a lesson to be learned in terms of, and Claude Anderson talks about it as well. He talks about different levels of, uh, of the uh, community in terms of the community as a, as a social group and a society. But at the base is economics. And when we look into black America, and we talked about it earlier, when you look at the the economic uh, controls and wherewithal that we have as a collective, it's weak. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a document. Um, it's a military document. It's way uh ends ways and means and they talk about it as being a three-legged stool a three-legged stool you can stand up but if you it on a three-legged stool if one leg is missing Mm -hmm. it it topples exactly in the black community the three legs that have to be in place is economic politics and culture when I say politics, I don't mean electoral politics, right. but but organizing and managing the village. So economics, uh, politics, and culture make up the social dynamic of a community. We do not have the ability to stand because we only got two legs. The the uh, the politics is weak. The culture is strong. But the economic leg necessary for any people, any nation, any group to to have standing is very, very weak. And so Ulu seeks seeks to, um, from a engineering point of view, from a an organic growth uh, dynamic, to put in place and grow an economic sector to what we call our community. Mm. And it, it's more than economics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it, it's almost spiritual. It's cultural. <clears throat> when a people know that they are in charge, or at least they have clout in the community or neighborhood or area where they live, they are different people psychically. A child know when a child knows 
that his parents, his grandparents, his uncles and, and, and cousins and other adults and organizations in the community got are in control, that child has a different sense of himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we become a different creature when I, I joke about this a lot of times, and it's still kind of a joke. Uh, two two uh, two Koreans meet uh, at a coffee shop in Seoul, and they say, "Well, I know you're planning on going to America and setting up." He said, "But you better not set up in this section because mm-hmm. because Africans in there got it locked down. There is no space for you." In other words, we have got to grow us and control the space such that undesirables don't have a place to be. Right. There is no room for them. And you don't do that overnight. Now, you and I talked about Azraha uh, Haron and his yeah. book, The Sovereign Psyche, Psyche before, right. but I'll mention it again. He uses as a shock value three kind of, of scenarios. The first scenario he refers to as chattel slavery. Mm-hmm. And so he says we pretty much got a sense of what that's about. Mm-hmm. And maybe not, some of us don't, but we, we know movable property, chattel, a systematic way. And then the second term or concept he wants us to think of is chattel freedom. He says that's where we are now. We're still chattel. We're mm-hmm. still own yeah. totally. Yeah. But we've been led to believe, believe yes. the myth mm-hmm. about democracy, freedom, uh, all of mm-hmm. these rights. But it's an illusion. So at that state, he says that's where we are. But mm-hmm. he he talks about a a uh, uh, a progression, and the third state where we're going with Ulu and other movements is authentic self-freedom. When you're authentically free and as a group, your primary, the only things you do, the primary things you do is build systems and institutions to promote and protect your interests. You have no interests and you, you want to hold them at bay, but you have no interest in modifying the behavior in other people. Right. You're concerned with growing yourself. Self, exactly. So, so as what he's saying, and of course you remember he was the keynote speaker of one of our right. conventions, <clears throat> but he's saying that we are, we are moving in that direction and having a sovereign psychic or, or a, a, a uh, a mind of do for self or, or sovereign um, consciousness or sovereign psyche. So the institution of us left in us comes out of a sovereign psyche, mm-hmm. a, um, a mindset that um, that's really ubiquitous in nature. Oshi, you and I know <clears throat> That if you go around 285, or at least on the west side, uh, there's a section where you see kudzu tree, uh, vines growing all up and mm. covering the pine trees and yes. everything else. Right. 
that kudzu doesn't grow up those pine trees and kill those trees out of belligerence. It does so out of its own nature, mm-hmm. its own desire to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's found a way to grow. And if it's not moved against successfully, it, it will create its own space and yeah. its own dynamics. We have to do the same I thing. We say. deserve, as African people, wherever we are, to be, uh, and I, I often say we don't have the right to self-determination. We don't have the right to freedom. We have the responsibility. That's 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 beyond a right. Mm-hmm. We have the responsibility to develop the institutions and the ways uh, through which and by which we um, we grow. I want to invite everyone <clears throat> in your listening audience to go to usliftingus.com and uh, and then become a member. Mm-hmm. It's a global organization. We have a few members in Canada, in in Europe, uh, particularly in in in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have members in East, West, and Central Africa, the Caribbean. We got a brother. We got a brother in South Korea. I don't know why he's out there. He said he's never coming back to the U.S. But I don't um, blame him. But man, yeah, South Korea. Yeah, we have we have Love members it. in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of members. We've we've just got uh, six or seven hundred members, mm-hmm. but we have the capacity to have millions, millions of members. Millions. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and if Garvey could do it uh, in the twenties, I know there's no reason why we can't do it now, except that the psyche of our people mm-hmm. during the Garvey era had nothing to do with integration. Right. With accommodations, they, those brothers and sisters, that movement was essentially about building self. Right, it was, you know, and they didn't yeah. have all the distractions. It was focused in at the time too. You know, we were being lynched. Tell the <laughs> truth. You know, Tell we were being truth. ostracized. <clears throat> we were being sick. So we we had to come together, and 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 he built a movement without the benefit of the electronics of the of the internet and, and social media and all these other things that we have yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, and could and should take advantage of. I mean, yeah. this uh, radio piece came available to me when I uh, left Milwaukee because I was on a radio station in Milwaukee that went off, yeah. you know, and and, and then uh, Nate Stampley, you know, Brother Nate and, and many yeah. others, we all came Tommy. together. Yep, yeah. Tommy. We all came together to try to do something in the area. It didn't pan out, but when I moved here, uh, Sister Ifama, bless her soul, my queen, Queen Ifama, told me about well, Blog Talk Radio. You know, yeah. it didn't work out for us that well, but uh, Time for Awakening has because yeah. of using the kind of equipment that we have and being able to shut out a lot of background noise and, and talk directly to our people to, to what you see, what we're doing here. Um, uh, on the telephone, they can hear you. You hear them, and you have an opportunity to call in. And and it's global. And it's global. I, I got members in the Caribbean. I got members, uh, sister, uh, in Botswana. You know, Beautiful. and of course, my Beautiful. good brother, brother Paul, who calls consistently. Thank God, and I love him. Definitely would try to one day go see him and his family in in the UK. And it'll be soon, brother Paul. You know, <laughs> but connect connect me with Paul if you would. You know, so I can communicate with them. I sure will, Baba. 
that's a that's a strong spirit. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. Believe me, it is, and yeah. it's sincere, man. Believe me, it is. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll definitely do that. Now, you know. one of the things I want to mention, Brother Oshi, the convention is closed. It's 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 for members only. Okay. Uh, but brothers and sisters who are listening, who are not members, you have time to to join and become a member and participate. Part of what we'll be doing is, you know, we have a nine-member board of directors, and three of uh, the board members' term ends, uh, and we'll be electing uh, three new board seats. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's – but the whole session is is closed. Uh, It's it's, it's a time for members to do uh, certain business, but also to look at the um, the changes that we are making in structure and process, and really uh, fine tune yeah. uh, those and, those things. So we'll be together three days, the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth of March. And, uh, and well, I'm looking uh, forward it, to it, it so I can learn more it, about what we're uh, planning to do, having the two. Um, Entities on here in Atlanta on the north side and the south side. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to you. As a matter of fact, we're having a um, uh, a, a local session this afternoon at five thirty. Uh, Brother Lyndon is leading, mm-hmm. uh, beginning to bring the Atlanta family back together. So mm-hmm. after this session, I'll send you the link in case okay. you're able to join us. Please, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you know, I. I Whatever it is, whatever kind of components there are, whatever methodology, whatever ideology, whatever minds that can bring our people together, I'm down with. That's why this program exists. This program is about independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. The model of this program is Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. And that's a (laughs) fact, Jack. That's a fact. You know, I'm telling you, Baba. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, so, yeah. And and, and I'm blessed uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to come on here. And, in fact, of course, you you have always had uh, uh, the green light to come on this radio program at any time that if there's something that you wanted to bring to the attention to our people, you know, and, yeah. uh, and give updates on where we're at and so forth. Because, like I said, you know, I consider us lifting us the economic development cooperative to be the economic arm of our struggle as African people. Go. Not there just here in Atlanta or in the States, but I'm talking about globally. Globally, yeah. that kind of concept. You know, I mean, yeah. here we have a number of Africans who who have, on the continent, throughout the diaspora, who have tremendous amounts of money, but yet, you know, anyway, I gotta go, brother, my time is up. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, my time is up, brother. You got anything, right. any closing remarks right quick? Anything? Well, you know, it's it's been said that every it, all everything that we have ever needed has always been with us. That's right. It's just a matter of how you organize it and apply it. So um, so I, I'm thankful for you, and uh, you continue, and you don't have a choice, right. but to be the beautiful <laughs> brother that you are. <laughs> And uh, and and holding down Monday, Wednesday, and Friday—that's a lot of work. <laughs> okay, Baba, appreciate you, Baba Akima. Take care. Us Peace. lifting us. Peace, brothers and sisters. We end this program 
like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. Not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do it out, and they sure the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fortier, Bibi Fortier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. See you on Friday. Peace, family. <laughs>